frustrating. What you know about me? Seeing it all, heard it all. Oh, what you know about me? I've done it all, just want it all. Oh, what you know about me? I've seen it all, heard it all. Oh, what you know about me? Oh, what you know about me? Oh, what you know about me? Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of More Than The Title. I'm your host, Jared Thomas, Chief Revenue Officer at Outside The Box Digital. And as usual, you know I got my brother, my brethren, your favorite CEO's favorite CEO, my boy Chatty O. What's good, baby? I'm gloomy, man. I'm I'm, I'm gloomy today. You're man. no more past the, your card is revoked. I'm, I'm <laughs> gloomy. You see, I'm in all black because I'm feeling gloomy, man. I got a, a man and his barber is a, is a special relationship, man. I, Living in the suburbs ain't easy, man. Ain't no good barbers out here, and I refuse. I I rebuke thee. I refuse <laughs> to, let, to let just anybody shake me up, man. You gonna push my hairline back here? <laughs> so that's what we gonna put up for him right now. <laughs> exactly how I'm feeling right now. Yeah, but before we, you know, as always, y'all, we got a special special episode lined up for y'all. Before we begin, let's just shout out. Once again, shout out to all the supporters, yes. everybody that's grow. You know, we're growing and glowing every week because y'all, man, our YouTube numbers are exploding, um, our downloads are exploding, and we really, really appreciate y'all, man. We want to keep giving y'all great content, and if you want more content like this, please download the Our Live Podcast Network app, which yep. is our exclusive distribution partner for more Black content creation creators like more than the title, baby. Shout out to Angel and the team. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Also, we want to thank all the new subscribers. I think we had over like 60 or 70 new subscribers in the last yep. week. We yep. are truly appreciative of you guys subscribing to the channel. Uh, so if you like the content, you know, like, comment. Listen, we like all comments. Be clear. We don't just, you know, we've got to put the fluffy shit. If you feel like you want to say something, go ahead and say it. Um, and we'll we'll definitely get back to you because everybody's opinion. I think is 70, new, 70 new subscribers. What was that? Oh. Uh, there was an echo. Um, but I was just saying, you know, we appreciate the new subscribers. So if you like the content, like, subscribe, uh, subscribe, comment. You know what I mean? Let us know, and we get back to you. We appreciate you. The competitors trying to get on us. You see that kind? Hey. The competitors. <laughs> the damn competitors. Trying to block our shine, man. I was like, who came in the room? What's going on? Guess who's It's the energy. <laughs> oh, we all have on black. All black everything. Dressed in all black, black everything. Everything. Matter of fact, we. I was gonna go into the to the, to the intro. I, I'm gonna give the intro with a story, right? Let's do it. So I met this young lady about ten years ago. My first sales job ever. I was doing advertising at a place called Intent. I okay. got a lead. The lead came in. I seen I seen Kaisha Kelly Hip Hop Closet. Automatically, I'm like, yo. This is crazy. And it just happened to be, I, we end up calling, we end up doing display ads for you. We used to put you on BET.com and a few other websites, try to get conversions online. That's when you first started the e-commerce Yes, and yes, I told you, you that as a catch, catch these compliments. I told, I'm like, yo, a full circle moment that I'm here supporting another friend, and that's the first time I get to meet you. And in certain names, you know, I just stand out like, Kaisha. I'm like, yo, I know your name. I know you. I know you. That's dope. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, yes. So I, I, I'm just, I just want to say, I appreciate. I remember you doing it back then, Queen, yeah. and to see where you've grown and where you've evolved the brand. So let's please give, just give a warm welcome for the CEO and founder of the Hip Hop Closet, Kaisha Kelly. Let's get it. Thank you. And um, I just want to let you know that we are, we are delighted to have you on the show, and we get a chance now to return to hospitality because when we came Absolutely. to your venue. Uh, we had a great time, and, and you were so hospitable to us, and, you know, we was yeah. appreciative of it. So now we get to return the favor. So well, welcome. I appreciate it. I'm I'm really excited to be here today. Thanks so much, Clay. Love Thanks so much. 
Yeah, no, first of all, you did for the listeners, she's on vacation right now in Costa Rica. Yeah, and stop to, 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 to come on the yeah. platform. So that's love right there. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's out of the pool, got out of the pool. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. They think we playing? Show, show them the side window, please. Can you yeah, show them the side window? Just show one time for the one time. Oh, that's what we do it for. That's what it's special, it is. <laughs> oh, that, that, no, seriously, um, we can't take it for granted. This woman is on vacation. She could have easily scheduled this and said, this is work or whatever it is. When I come back, we can do it. But this woman is on vacation. And she took the time out to stop enjoying her vacation to come and speak with us. Thank you, Queen. We appreciate you. That's no problem. No problem. That's a fact. So y'all want to go to first period? Want to take in the class? Class is in <laughs> I just want to say also, right, I just want to say also, if you guys, when we're going to give you the information, if you guys have never been to the Hip Hop Closet, it's located in Brooklyn. It is the Navy Yard, right? It's in the Navy Yard, uh, and it is definitely a place that you want to go to. It's a super dope venue. Any yeah. hip hop enthusiast, the clothing is amazing. I, you remember the jacket I told you I wanted. Yes. You know what I mean? uh, definitely, we're going to give you the information before the show is out. Please support this woman. Please support this this business and this venue. Uh, she's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. That's yeah. it, Queen. Let's get it. Class is in session. Here we go. Here we go. I, was, I was gonna start off. Usually we start with the upbringing, Queen. So yeah. I would, a matter of fact, let, let's let's do let's do that. I would love okay. to know, Queen, your upbringing as far as your you know where where are you from? Are you from New York? And just tell I'm us a little bit about Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn, BK. New York. Raised. Yep. I'm Fort Greene. Born and raised in Fort Greene. Fort Greene, Maine. Yeah. <laughs> Fort Green Lean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> went to school in Fort Green. I went to um elementary school, junior high school, and high school, all in, in Fort Green. <laughs> Crazy. Okay. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Most wow. of the school I went to was in the Bronx. Jared, your school's all in the Bronx. Everything right? in the Bronx, yeah. Everything in the Bronx. Yeah. Everything so in the Bronx. With the Catholic school, got kicked out, put me in public school, got kicked out. <laughs> but look at us now. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't want to be negative with her on the on the you know on the on the on the channel, but yeah. Listen, I I know. Yeah, I went to tech, so like a lot of people got kicked out of tech, but I mean, there's still very successful people today. That's it. You know what I'm saying? We ain't gonna lie on it. <laughs> we keeps it real on the show. It real on the you show. know what I mean? But but I would love to know yeah. too, Queen, because it, like I said, coming from where we come from, right? Not yeah. too many have the entrepreneurship, the entrepreneur mindset, right? So I would love to know what kind of like what what kind of part did hip hop play in your upbringing and to want to start this type of business? Right. So um, I have two older brothers, um, and my oldest brother was a DJ. Since he's five years older than me, and he got turntables probably when he was like 10, 11. So my whole upbringing was just watching him DJ, him DJing my birthday parties, school events, everything. So it was always like this party environment, always music around, always vinyl, just always digging into the culture and music and of uh, music and dancing and just everything. So that's how it started, huh? So you said he got his first turntables at 10. So um, is it safe to say that your home was a musical home? Like your uh, whoever you were raised with, uh, mom and dad, uh, mom and dad or somebody, whoever you were raised with was, was a big like music influence on that? Yeah. I mean, my parents were very unique. Like they were always supportive of just anything we wanted to do. Okay. Um, so I, I honestly don't know how or why he got turntables. I don't know what like sparked that in him, but um I think he he told me he actually told me that he asked his my younger brother who's 
in between us, he's like two years older than me. He asked him to ask my parents for turntables. At <laughs> eleven, actually, like my middle brother. Well, you know, you know, back That's in the fine. day, and I think we all can attest to this. The reason I asked you that is because you know, with us growing up to music, we grew up to the Motown sounds. Like you know, my <laughs> grandmother, you know, Barry Gordy, and yeah. you know, Barry White. You know, all all the all of the, the 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 old Motown sounds and the soulful sounds, especially on Sunday, all the music was blasting. So that yeah, was always playing. Oh, yeah, right. always right. playing in my house. Um, it was always like a very festive environment, always like, you know, like parties and um, our house was the house that everybody came to like for Christmas and Thanksgiving and all of that. So we were always like just surrounded by a bunch of different people and you know like just welcoming people into our home and stuff so i think just being exposed to that um helped make us like really well-rounded you know like we could get a lot of different um personalities and and then our parents were very um supportive just like you know okay you want to do that all right let's do it let's figure out how to get it done and um you know so it, it really instilled in us the fact that we can do whatever we want like you know like at least try it, you know, like if you if you say you want to do something, at least get up and try it, you know, and don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to start over, you know, all of that. And shout out to your parents for believing. Right. Like because that's that's powerful. And that's not everybody coming from where we come from. Had that. I was fortunate like that to have parents like that, too. But to, to, to grow with that. Right. You said at 11, 11 turntables was must have been expensive like a mug back then. Go. That's yeah, a I'm good investment. I'm glad you know you what I'm saying. That. That's a good investment, and like I'm curious for you because you're six at the time because he's five years older, right? Eleven. What was like the one hip hop moment that you remember? Like, damn, I, I love this shit. But do you remember like it was a song or anything that was like a, a good moment for you? I don't. I feel like like Lottie Dottie is coming to <laughs> to my like <laughs> at, at like school. Um, because my brother used to DJ um at school events and like my birthday parties and stuff. Not just remember, you know, like that, like the whole like the music and just like how it made people feel and um. I feel like it gave us like this confidence to express ourselves at, you know, with music as our backdrop, you know, like that, that's what I remember about it. See that, you know, I I rock with your energy because you started whopping just (laughs) no musical. (laughs) No musical, right. (laughs) I just realized something that you said, we got to touch back on this thing, right? Uh You know, back in the 60s and 70s, right? Our parents weren't making a lot of money. This is not, she didn't say her brother wanted to draw or wanted to be a painter or something like, which would be considered like, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like, no, a conventional, right? Like a DJ, like a DJ, you understand? That's what I'm saying. And hip hop is brand new at that point. This is what I'm saying, right? Hip hop is brand new. So once again, a shout out to the testament of your family. To, to go, I think it was like Technique back in the day was one of the big turntables. Yes, it was Technique. It was the silver ones, right? Yeah, it was silver, yes. Right? The silver and black ones, right? Yeah, it was like this thing, yeah. it was raised yeah. up a little yeah. bit, yeah. yeah. So my, cause my uncle had a set, but again, like, you know, again, and you couldn't just go buy turntables. Like you had to go to like a, a Sam Ash or like a special guitar. Right, yes. Yeah. It wasn't so many places. So one, it was a niche. Two, to find this equipment and three, to yeah. buy this equipment and invest in, in an avenue that you had no idea of wh- where this thing was going. Right. Yeah. That you, support you, system you, is amazing. It's amazing. You know, but it also is a good segue. I would love to know, too, like, were your parents entrepreneurs as well? 
Are you um, the first entrepreneur in your family? We are first generation entrepreneurs. Um, mm. My dad, he had some some business, but I'm not sure what exactly it was. I don't know if it was like a consulting business or something, mm. but um, they also um, own real estate. So they're landlords, which is a business in it, in of itself. So um, yeah, so yeah. So I guess you could say we're kind of like second generation because that's like, that's running a business. Yeah. In, in your blood, in your yeah. blood. Yeah. Yeah, and what, 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 we talked about that on previous shows. Remember? Yeah, yeah. not for sure. When your family has that spirit in it, right? Yes, yeah. It's very hard to be a first generation, but second generation, like you have, you have all of that knowledge and expertise and money to like fuel funnel into your experience to help you grow. So that um, I know that definitely made a lot things a lot easier. My mom worked in education. She was she was a teacher. She did adult ed education. And then she also worked for the Department of Education, um, forming like different um, programs and stuff. Like, um, I don't know if y'all remember, like take your daughter to work day. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So she was instrumental in starting that and like a bunch of other programs with the Department of Education. Dumb. And then my dad um, was a city planner for um, for New York City. And then he worked for the UN. So um, mm. we got, so that's how I got into engineering. He told me to um, to study engineering and architecture. And so that's how I started engineering and architecture. Wow. I got two things to say to that. One, hopefully he wasn't a planner that helped plan Queens because that is the worst Am I direction traffic. <laughs> Smith Avenue, Smith Road, Smith Place, Smith like, that's just great. Smith Avenue is here. And Smith Road is across town. Hopefully, he didn't play in Queens. That's no, no, no. He was more so like downtown Brooklyn, downtown Brooklyn area. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, Jared, you fall into this now. This directly resonates with you because now look at this. Jared yeah. is an entrepreneur, and my godson, which which is his son, right? Just told him what he wants to be when he grows up. What's your son want to be, Jared? You talking about Jamea Case? Case, what did Case tell you? He wants oh, to he, be? Oh, he wants to be a YouTuber. He wants to now be a what? content creator. A content creator, and how old is he? Five years old. He I go in there. He goes. Old. I go in the room, and he's in his iPad making a movie already. Already with his eye frame and all, like cutting it up and all. Yeah, and just like feed that, just let him like yeah. hone that skill. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a funny story: we did have a business when we were very young. We had an airline. My parents were the only one that flew the airline, but <laughs> we, yeah, we, we didn't. Whoa, 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 airline! That's fire. Did you tell you on soul plane? It's a soul plane. <laughs> we had a soul plane. We had a soul plane. I was the stewardess. My brother was the CEO, and then my the one in between was a um was the pilot, and we would line the chairs up and like make little tickets and hand them out to our parents. My grandmother would ride the airline. Like I found, I was going through my parents' stuff, and we found like the whole booklet. It was like a whole like plan for our airline. Who was gonna do what? Where the airline was gonna fly? Like. <laughs> and so I'm like, that was our first business. Were there other black owned airlines at that time? That's crazy. I don't think I, that's I mean, like that's that's dope. Well, like, that's well, here's the dope. education to it. Is there black owned airlines now? Spirit. No, you're so wrong for that. <laughs> I'm gonna say frontier spirit. <laughs> spirit. No, actually, I think there's an African, um, an African, um, black-owned airline. 
It's an African so, sister, I think. I feel like. Well, wow. Shout out to her, man. That, but that's <laughs> like, like, because you just said your, your pops was like doing consulting work, work with the UN, like, and then the airline. You know, when you said airline, you know what I thought of? Um, the, the living color skit. You ever seen a hey man? He was like, I was the cook. I was the cook. Remember that back in the day? Yes, yes. Episode, I see it already. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> yeah, you know, we were like, you know, because I mean, he my dad worked for the UN, so we would travel a lot. Um, we lived in Africa, we lived in St. Kitts, so we moved around a lot. So at a young age, I you know, we were flying planes, and it was, you know. So it was like, oh, I like this. Like, I, I feel like I could own an airline. Like, like. <laughs> yeah, you see the hidden message? The hidden message in that is what you do as a parent directly translates to what your children learn and understand, right? We talk about learned behavior. You don't have to say I'm an entrepreneur. I can never say to my child I'm an entrepreneur, but if he grows up and understands that daddy runs businesses and daddy always does business, what do children do mostly? They, they mimic what they see. You can tell them what they do, but they mimic what they see. So by yeah. your showing you all of these different things, what it did was it, it exploded your brain. It unlocked your brain and said, wow, look at all these possibilities of, of what I could do and what we could become. And to start off at a young age and have that kind of ability, like with your brain open and, and begging for knowledge like that is, is, is no wonder that you end up being in the position that you are now. It's like the cheat code. That's the, that's the cheat code right there. Right? No, what he's doing right now he said daddy put it on youtube right now <laughs> that's what he said yes. right that's what you said is 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 so accurate and i don't think parents realize that enough that kids are like they're just watching your every move they're not listening the words like literally won't mean anything until they're older and they have these experience you know how how it is like now you think about certain things you're like Yo, my mother used to say that. Oh, yeah, my grandmother used to say that, but it meant nothing back then. It's like you have to experience certain things and see them happening. Like um, one thing, that, and I realized this when um my daughters, I have two young, two daughters, they're teenagers now, but when they were born, my husband was studying to be a lieutenant. He's um FDNY, he's retired now, but he FDNY. So he was studying to be a lieutenant. So he's while he's watching them, they just see him like in books, you know, like when I tell you my daughters are avid readers, you ask them when they were young, if you ask them where they wanted to go, Barnes and Noble, what kid says they want to go to Barnes and Noble, like, because they saw that that's what he was doing. So it's like, they weren't picking up iPads and, you know, watching TV, they were in books because that's what they saw him doing. So, you know, it's like, that's what I'm going to do. Shout out to y'all, yo. I love it. It's the cheat code, but I love it. You understand? Yeah. Definitely kids ain't doing that shit now because there's only like one Barnes and Nobles left in New York. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and it's mixed with yes, a small <laughs> We got a Jumbo Juice in it now. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy though. Even to this day, my daughters will find a bookstore. Like, that's what they, they still do that for fun. It's that's like, love. That's dope. That's super dope. Did, did, you, did you start the hip hop closet before you had your kids or after? I started before. Mm -hmm. mm. And, and, what, and I, I know the experiences and what your, your parents like introduce you to as far as lifestyle and seeing the world, like introduce and spark that. But what was, was there one event that said, hey, was you like at corporate? Because you said you was an engineer. You think about architecture. Like, was there one thing that said, no, I got to do my own thing? No, you know, it's funny. Like, I never, I guess, um, I've always been the type of person like to, if somebody 
wanted me to do something, I would do it. You know, like for example, like I was young and um, I used to, you remember like in the back of the newspaper, they used to have like these learn how to draw things in, in the newspaper, it was like in the comic book section. Yeah, comic section. Well, well, the funnies. Well, Jared, you might be a little too young for that. You know? I remember the funnies. I remember how to draw. I remember That's the funnies. Right. Yeah, Jared's a little younger <laughs> than us. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. Jared, Jared's a little younger. I'm with this thick ass beard right now. I need a shape. I was <laughs> <laughs> <Jared's> like, Sudoku? <laughs> no, it would be like these little cartoon things. So I would take those and I would like make these little cartoon things. Anyway, long story short, one of my mother's friends saw them hanging up and they were, she was like, oh, I wanted to make a deck of cards for me. So I made a deck of cards, sold her a deck of cards from that. Um, I used to twist my bro my brother's hair. He used to work at Spike's joint. This football player came in, was like, oh, I like your hair. Who did it? He was like, my sister. He was like, well, she doing? I'm like, yeah, give me some money. I'll do your hair. You know, so it's like anything. If I could do it and make money from it, let's go. I'm going to do it. <laughs> so I guess I always kind of had this entrepreneurial spirit in me. But um, I was working as an engineer in San Diego, California. I had just graduated from um, Howard University. And I got this job. Of course, I wanted to come home. The bright, it's too bright. I, I wanted to come back to Brooklyn, but I was like, you know what? Um, let me look. How much are y'all paying me? They relocated me, so I was working um, in Southern California, building the infrastructure for the internet. That's what my job was. Okay. And my brother said, you know. Um, the internet is about to explode with e-commerce. We should sell clothing and accessories online. And, you know, we were like, okay, well, let's sell what we wear, what we like, what, you know, cause we understood that coming from Brooklyn, you have access to everything. You know, like it, it was like the epicenter at that time, you know, you get any people did shopping trips to New York. So one of his friends, he was in Philly at the time. And one of his friends used to always ask him to take him to New York to shop. So he was like, mm, this sounds like a little something. So he approached me one time when I came home from, from school, I mean, not school, from working in San Diego. And he said, we should open up an online business selling clothing and accessories. I'm like, what you talking about? Like, I didn't wow. even know, like, I was like, I don't even know anything about that. So Wow. I was like, let me go do some research. So I went back to Cali and I started like, I bought a computer because I didn't even have a computer in my in my apartment. Bought a computer wow. and started doing some research. And I was like, oh, you're onto something. This is like a, a booming, it's about to be a booming industry. So um, I like did all of the numbers. We did a, um, a business plan. Nothing happened until we like did our business plan and planned out where we wanted to go. My mom proofread the business plan. <laughs> and, um, and then we had the task of figuring out um, how do you go online? How do you start a business? Um, where do we get clothing from even, you know, um, who are gonna be our suppliers, you know, like that whole thing. So that's, wow. that's pretty much how we started. How long did it take you from um, from the idea to get up and running? So he, it was December. I came home December '97, and we were launched. We opened our virtual doors by July of '98. Wow, I'm trying to think '98. I like it wasn't even. I definitely wasn't on the internet. So no, so well, the internet wasn't booming in '97, '98. No, it was. It was still early. It wasn't. That was like pre AOL. Yeah, no, it was, that was, that was, that was AOL. That's AOL. I had the little, yeah. they had yeah. a little dial-up disc. Dial-up, dial-up, dial-up. The disc with the code on it, with the code on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they used to mail it to your house. Remember, they used to mail it to your house. 
Yeah. yeah. If we wanted to update, you had to get a new disc. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was nasty work. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, let me put that, like, to put it really into perspective, so our model was always, um, we would put the, the pictures of the clothing online and then we would actually get the clothing because a lot of um, the brands didn't want to mess with us. They were like, we don't sell online. Nah, nah, nah. Nobody really understood it at the time. Mm -hmm. So we just went to stores in New York and we were like, listen, once this inventory is old and you can't sell anymore, we'll just take all your old inventory, take pictures, put it online and sell it like that. So I was still in Cali. My brother was in New York and he would actually take pictures, develop them and mail me the actual pictures that I would scan in and upload to the Internet. No digital camera, no emailing, like none of that. Damn! <laughs> Not that picture. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. Yo, because you know what I'm thinking too, God? As you're saying that, I'm like, yo, because you came up with a business plan. How did you really like actualize and put it on paper, the opportunity of the internet when we don't know what it was at that moment? Right. So, like, how did you know what to invest, what not to invest, how much, you know, supply, you know, to get all that stuff? Inventory? So the thing is the, um, like starting it up was very easy. It was, it wasn't expensive, you know, and there weren't um, a, a whole lot of um, options at the time. You know, like sometimes when you're given too many options, you kind of have like that, um, what is it? You know, you freeze. Huh? You can be overwhelmed. It overwhelms you. There's a name for it. Um, indecision, something. I can't, I can't remember it at this moment, but you, yeah, you, you kind of freeze up and you don't know what decision to make because there's too indecisive. many options. Indecisive. Yeah, you're indecisive. Yeah, so, um, so it's, it's par paralysis, something. Anyway, Yoohoo, uh, Yoohoo, y'all remember Yoohoo, right? Yeah, yeah. Yahoo, 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 Yahoo. I thought you, I thought you was a good drink. I was like, that's a tasty shit back in the day. <laughs> On a cold yeah. summer day. Oh, I mean, cold cold day. Cold like, yeah, of course, Yoohoo. You yellow shirt, yellow shirt, shout, shout out to you. We want a sponsorship. We said your name. Fifteen percent. Yahoo. Yahoo was, you know, before Google, so they were the big ones, big ones in the game. Yeah. So we just went with them because also whatever you put on their platform you became number one in the search engine. So our organic oh. reach was insane because there was nothing like it. So they, we were number one. Like people thought that we were these actual websites because nobody had a website. Pele Pele, Sean John, Rockaware, FUBU, Call Connect, none of them had a website. So if anybody was searching for them, we would pop up. So it was, you know, it was like, and I mean, that was kind of like a gift and a curse almost because not knowing anything about business, not realizing that, um, you know, like you have to, there's marketing, there's sales, yeah. you know, like we were so um, bogged down in just the logistics of everything. We didn't even have time to get to marketing and sales, yeah. which was fine because we kind of piggybacked off of the marketing and, and sales of these other brands. So we just oh, we only had to focus on logistics and then um we got shouted out on mtv like really early like probably like a year in um june ambrose shouted us out during hip-hop week and this was at a time when um mtv was like 
you know, fiending for content. So they would run, if they produced something, they would just run it. So literally for a week straight, we had an ad running on MTV wow. and that we didn't pay for. Like I was at, I was at my job when it aired and I was, um, you know, designing the, the you know, stressed out at my job because that was a very stressful job. And I come home and there's like all of these messages and orders and I'm like, what the hell happened? And then like somebody was like, why are you advertising on MTV and you don't even have a whole lot of stuff? Cause we didn't even have a lot of stuff on the, you know, like we were getting mad. Like we didn't have a whole lot of stuff. I'm like, what you talking about? I'm not. Then I figured out what happened and I was like, wow. And that was like kind of life changing. And you know, that set us in a, on a trajectory where I was like, all right, yeah, so it's time for me to quit my job. I'm going to go on back home Yep. <laughs> give this my all. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's period two. <laughs> Second period. We about to get so many things to, to say real. about that. I mean, it's so oh, many. Real. I don't even know. <laughs> so many things to say about that. First of all, you're a pioneer. Just think about that, right? Yeah. Nobody. When the internet came out, nobody knew what what to think about the internet. You understand? Right. Nobody, like you said, right? Everybody was like, "The what?" You know, when when email came out, they was like, "Email, like what the yeah. hell?" Right? It was like yeah. taboo to send it. You sent me a what? So for for you guys to have the vision, not only to start the company, but have the vision to go to these stores, right? And you guys are young, right? Fresh out of college early 20s Real talk. going to these stores with no experience right just like who's the manager you know grind, and grind. Look, looking for the guy with the with the tag that says manager right and and you guys kind of like put this business together while you were moving right yeah there, there was really no planning on it this is like we will figure it out as we go so i mean give yourself some credit for that because you Thank can't you. know everything and without a mentor you did a phenomenal job of winging it yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i mean we the true true sense of the word entrepreneur like we're gonna jump out this window and like put our parachute together as we're like <laughs> fire but you know also another thing that's a piggyback the piggybacks is off for, for the listeners too is timing as well, right? Yeah. Because the yeah. timing of that, right? You just said Pele Pele, all these big brands didn't have it. If you guys have the foresight of that and take advantage of of, of you, same thing, it's similar to what my story is on LinkedIn. We we tell people all the time, right? Why why pops on LinkedIn? Because nobody goes on there. Nobody goes in there and talk because why people are scared of what the professional images and all that other stuff. And so when you search something, you're gonna see Jared Thomas with a hat and a hoodie on talking to shit. Because same way you see hip hop classes. So so guys, think about the organic reach, right? If you got to be in the places where you'll be able to be seen, give yourself a chance to be visible and yeah. that change the whole game. Yeah. And like, and don't worry about like um, it not being perfect. You know, like people yeah. get really, really hung up on, well, it's not perfect. I can't present it to the market. No, go for it. Like, what? it's like, what are we up to? iPhone 35 or something like yeah. that? Like every time they put yeah. one out, they, you know, I know it's not iPhone 35. I know it's like, 17? Damn close. <laughs> <laughs> close enough. The message you said is, is received because me and Jared have this conversation all the time. He he yells at me all the time because I'm one of those people. Like, first of all, like, let's say like Instagram, right? I don't put up blurry pictures. I don't care. Like, I don't care. If you put up a blurry picture, like, oh, it's blurry, but you get the message. I'm coming right on your comments. Like, no, we don't get the message. Take it. 
I go crazy. But he's like, yo, just put it out, bro. He does that for he teaches because he teaches uh LinkedIn work workshops. And he gets on me because I don't really post a lot because I fell into that. Like, this is a business thing. People got on suits. My profile is me in a suit with a tie on it. You know what I mean? And he's like, bro, it's content deficient. Who cares? Just let's go do it. And so he lives exactly what you're saying. He lives this every single day. And um, I fell victim to that because I'd be like, I don't, I'm not putting out half ass day. I, this is my personality. Like, I feel like if I don't give it my all, I can't do it. it, it it'll, but, it'll but that's the key, though. Yeah. That's the key. Like, if yeah. you have given it your all, like, just know that at what point is giving it your all? Because the, at the end of the day, things can always be improved on. You know, Absolutely. like, you can always make something different. But the best... Um, the best knowledge is consumer knowledge, you know, like taking a product to market and then getting the, you know, people to tell you what they need, how to make it better, how, you know, because you could be over here tweaking forever and then it never comes out. Absolutely. You know? So like, yeah. the big uh -oh. things that we used to do was um, we had a section and we would tell people, you know, tell us what you want on the site. Because I guarantee you, if one person is looking for it, there's going to be a whole bunch of other people that just don't want to say it. Jeez. You know, so we would always it. like it was very much a user generated site where it's like, OK, oh, you're looking for a do-rag? Because, you know, a lot of stuff It's like we can find this stuff on every corner, you know, but we don't understand that in Illinois. Uh, no, well, not Illinois, but like, you know, Minneapolis or I don't know, some small place, <laughs> Oklahoma, maybe <laughs> they they don't have it on this on their street corner, at least not back then. You know, so it's like, yeah. okay, let's let's give it to them. And we were basically going off. And now this is around the time when um, music videos were exploding, too. So yeah. whatever people saw in music videos, that's what they, they wanted. Wanted, wanted to like their favorite artist. So I'm curious too, though, in the early days too, after the MTV, was the natural progression for you guys to work with artists or, or did you guys work with artists at that stage? We never really worked with artists too much. Um, really? We just worked directly with suppliers, you know, because like we mm. would, and people, you know, like individuals, like the best word of mouth is your peers. You know, like nobody's talking to an artist. You know, artists will get you a lot of visibility, but it's not until that person can ask their friend if they've ever purchased from hiphopcloset.com if they're going to purchase. You know, like you feel more... Well, you're muted, sis. Huh? Well, I, no, you, uh, you're muted for a second. I don't know how. Okay. We can we, we hear you now. But, but before you start again, though, let's, let's give you one of those because you're going off. <laughs> you're going off. We're in period three now. This is getting advanced, y'all. I hope y'all keeping up. What she says makes perfect sense. Like, how can you even argue what she just said? Word of mouth is everything. It's good everything. and bad. Good, good and bad. Because a lot of times you could do 100 good things and that one, that one fucking neg that one negative. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Like, go. But but also yeah, though, what, what was genius? I was gonna huh? say just to give I just wanted to give pat you on the back too for you being like most most big brands fail with this. They don't listen to the customer. That's a fact. And you guys like was to say, yo, you could easily say, y'all so uh -oh, with this shit. I'm gonna put Fubu on. I'm gonna yeah. throw some Pele Pele in here, and it is what it is. You said, no, I'm not gonna do that. I want to know from you guys what you want. You say it all the time, Jay. We just said the shit this morning. If the people want peanut butter, give them peanut butter. I that's his, that's his line. Yeah, I did say that. 
<laughs> crazy, but I definitely want to say like that's that's foresight and that's forward thinking. But, but she 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 put it on her website, like no, give me the feedback. I want it. Yeah, and, that, and Kaiser, yeah. love it, love it. That's dope. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like, you know, what do you need? That, that business model, <laughs> business model was crazy. You know, I love it. Integrating a real time interaction with the community that you are building, make them feel like their voice matters. You make a person feel like they matter, they become your community, plain and simple. Exactly, right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we were almost like personal, personal shoppers to its extent. You know, like people would, once we started establishing and getting, um, you know, like regular customers, they would always call us like, okay, what's new out there? What's hot in the streets? Like, what's going on here? And we'd show it to them. The it's Once again, it's a gift and a curse because most people, you know, it's the bell curve, right? And like, mm -hmm. you have your early adopters, you have everybody else, and then you have your late adopters. And right. a lot of our customers were here in the beginning. So, you know, you don't get everybody. Like once all of these people want it, we've moved on because we have to fuel the early adopters. We got to give you these people what's fresh and new. You know, mm -hmm. like they, you know, it's like, Three years later, then people will be calling us like, "Oh, I saw someone yesterday." I'm like, "You have, you cannot be real." <laughs> like, <laughs> three years ago, you think I got something for three years ago? But at the same time, like you take like a lot of these legacy brands and stuff, like you know, like take Polo for instance, and um, you know, the Gap, like they have things that they produced for 20, 30 years. The Polo See? shirt. The Polo yeah. shirt. Period. <laughs> That shit it's has not changed in my lifetime. Right. Yes. The same colors every year, the same size horse, the same everything. Yeah. And if you need yeah, it like right, exactly. And as like creatives and business owners, I think a lot of time we also get caught up in giving people something new and fresh. Cause you know, we're sick of it. We think that we have to give people something new and fresh when a lot of time, no, they just want that same thing, just in a new color or just crispy, you know, like, yeah. like Air Force Ones or something, you know? Yeah, they but never lie. That, But that, you know, with these big brands, and I'm glad you said that because we have to just tie into that. Be clear, you have to create something that becomes a classic. You have to create something that is so like, beyond time that people are like, I don't care what year it is. I want this, right? The construction Timberland, right? God knows how long that's been out, right? And it's just a, 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 a staple in fashion. Like you said, the Air Force One, right? Every year, the same exact shoe, the same exact color, you know? So you create something that becomes a staple to the community. And yes, it will stand the test of time. The polo shirt, you right. know what I mean? And yeah, like you said, sometimes people just want this. I just need a new one. I, I just need a new yeah, one. just need a fresh new one. Yeah. And it's like you could still introduce like, you know, fun, different stuff, but you really do have to have that staple piece that, you know, will fuel you and keep you going, you know, as you're like, your brand too. I think it like defines your brand. I think it defines your yeah. brand. Like yeah. it's part of your brand. Like this is what we are, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it, I'm also it you like uh I'm, I'm not the coach, I'm just saying no, it makes you easily identifiable. That's what I wanted to say, right? Yeah. right. It just makes you easy. Like when they see it, they already know what the brand is. Oh, that's the polo. Exactly. Oh, that's the polo. I know what it is. Yeah. Right. Chuck yeah. T is all yeah. Chuck Taylor's. Chuck yeah. Taylor's Converse. Right? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Nah, but I'm also curious too. Like I'm thinking about in the early days, like you're winging it. You got the MTV. Like, like it's certain things. So we're in entrepreneurship right now, Kai. So we're we're about to hit a year, right? Hit a year, successful business. 
But as you know, so, thank you, thank you, Queen. You know what I'm saying? We rocking OTV Digital. And as you know, sis, it's some Dying. days it's filet mignon, some days it's peanut butter and jelly. Dying. Some days it's... Dying. No, you, we just... Nick, we flying. We just, what the hell he talking about? <laughs> some days it's like you checking the website, like, is it on? Like, is it still running? Is this thing on? You go from this right. to that to this to that and stay in the course. Is That's the that hardest thing. That's that, that, bell that bell curve, curve that you were talking right. about. So it's like, you know, like when you like when you were younger and you had the landline phone and it's like you waiting for a call, but it's not coming through. You picking up the phone like you working. Like, <laughs> yo, yo, it, it, I'm gonna just take money. If you're trying to call, I, I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm motherfucking waiting. <laughs> like this motherfucker must be unplugged. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> this motherfucker must be waiting. <laughs> Is it working? <laughs> I'm telling you, Jared said, I got call waiting. Yeah. I got visual voicemail. I got right. transcribed. Like, I, I try to beat them too. I try to three way they ass. <laughs> Let me know that you called and I get Money, to money was busy. Yeah. <laughs> and like that now, a version of that now is like um, the way we collect money. Like, um, you know, when we first started, it was just credit cards, you know, like yeah. only credit cards. Now it's like Apple Pay, Google Pay, PayPal, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, Venmo, Cash App, you know, like it's like you have to meet the customer wherever they are and, you know, do all of these different things to um, get the sale, make it easy. That's so let, so let me ask you a question. So we're talking about the clothing. So, I, you know, we, me and Jared have had the opportunity to go to your showroom and I, I told Jared there was a lot of pieces that I that I seen that I wanted. Um, so these are now regular pieces that you're selling. When did you go? Because the pieces I seen look custom. They didn't look like off the shelf. So when did you transition from not only you know selling pieces that everybody could get to those to those custom pieces? Probably about maybe 10, 15 years ago now. Mm -hmm. Um because we got into this weird space with um, fashion um, where things were just kind of, everything was looking the same. You know, like yeah, you go yeah. to the mall and every single store had the same stuff, you know. And that was kind of like the curse of the internet because now, you know, you can see you can see what everybody's putting out. You know, you can see everything. So yeah. if you think that that's hot, you're gonna run after that, you know? And um, I think that we went through this period where people were afraid to be individuals. They were afraid to wear something that not everybody had. Um, you know, where in our culture um, initially, that's how you, you know, like you you didn't want nothing that, not unless it was a pair of Thames or Air Force Ones, you know, everything else had yeah. to be like, you fly on the block, you know, like nobody yeah. else has it. Um, we went through this period where everybody was looking the same, but then, and so we felt like we needed to come up with custom stuff. We needed to like really reconnect with our clients and find out. Cause you know, now we're going through like this generational thing where, you know, like people that were 20 are now like 30. They're in a different stage in their life. They're at 40 or, you know, like, so you still want flavor, but it's a different you know, yeah. you go in different places. So you can't necessarily wear what you wore when you're 20s, but you still want something. So that's when we move more into customization because now it's like, okay, you know what you want. What do you want? Like, let, let's get that for you so you can still have something that's quality, unique, and, you know, speaks to who you are. 
Yeah. And I'm also like, was that around the same time you decided to go from e-commerce to brick and mortar? Um, no, e-commerce to brick and mortar came a little bit later. Um, because okay. yeah, what was happening was, um, the internet was just turning into the wild, wild west, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. so all of these Chinese and, um, websites, you know, popping up and yeah. our picture. Sorry. Oh, Asians. sorry. Asians. Nah. We, want be, we want to be politically correct on the show. If I raise up, gonna be trouble. <laughs> be trouble. No problem. No problem. I don't know who said that. I think that. <laughs> he, he shouted. I didn't hear nothing. <laughs> I didn't hear a damn thing. Y'all heard anything? All of these websites. <laughs> all of these websites started popping up. They would steal our pictures and um like say that they were shipping this and then it wouldn't be that um so you know we we got to this point where we were continuously getting calls are you real are you real and i'm like yeah i'm really here this is me i'm on the phone like you know so we had to like open up a space where people can you know even if they couldn't come they would see that people were going there that this is a real place and um we wanted to have um a space where you could really experience the brand of hip-hop hip-hop closet you know like um so that's when we opened up this um new space fire and, and how, how did you come up with the name i love that you know i don't i was just in cali walking on this trail exercising and it just like popped into my head. I don't know. <laughs> it's dope. Like, like when you, only reason I asked that, because like for me, even for the show, right, more than a title, like I literally came up with the name like two weeks before we posted the line, just had a first guest, but I hated the name. Hated the name. I'm like, more than a title. It's really a playoff for I Am Athlete. I'm, right. keeping it real. <laughs> I'm keeping it all the way real. It was a playoff for that. I'm like, yo, athlete, yeah, we more than that. All right, cool. And then it just stuck. So like, you just knew like instantly, you were like, this is the one. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. It just yeah, it popped in. I was like, okay, this is it because it encompassed everything that we were doing. Um, you know, that yeah, it just popped in my head and I was that like, makes, that's it. That makes sense. You know, for me, I just I'm it's weird for me though, because when you are one of the, the pioneers of doing what you're doing, you're you're offering these 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 hip hop clothing, the classic clothing that everybody's looking for, right? Up and coming people at that time, if if like you said, like the LLs and when they wore something, that was it. LL put on Fubu, game over. You understand? Fat Farm, and you got you got these celebrities or these artists, you know, because hip hop was exploding to wear something and it would take off. I'm really surprised, especially especially at the fact that when you started making custom pieces, that you guys really didn't connect with. Like even if you got an artist to be your um, ambassador. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just really surprised that you never picked up an artist as like an ambassador um, to show your custom pieces because I think that would have helped your 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 reach just phenomenally. But it's, yeah. a, it's very hard though, right? Did, I'm pretty sure you might have tried, or was it? We actually didn't even try. Didn't even try? Wow. <laughs> yeah, wow. Wow. And nobody. I'm I mean, you from Brooklyn, huh? Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? What happened? We all and a rapper on every corner. Why y'all ain't go to the hip hop closet? You know, I think we like. For a long time, like really flew under the radar because we were just internet only. You know, like a lot of our clients weren't even in New York because everything we sold you could get in New York. Uh, so and then we weren't a um actual physical store. So you know, we're just shipping all over the world. We're shipping to Australia. We're shipping everywhere else but New York. Crazy. <laughs> it, 
it wasn't until we opened up um, that the the showroom that it became like you know a thing where people would come and so now we have more artists coming in and getting stuff and um you know connecting with more artists um after we linked up with april too she's been introducing us to a lot of people and you know so uh, yeah april. it's shout out to april in that way so now, see now now there we go more than a title we'll, we'll be ambassadors they the said it. <laughs> we will be the ambassadors it's it got to be in some type of pink or blue. I got to put it out there. I'm not wearing nothing black. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey, black hey, stuff hey, is for him. Hey. Black stuff is for him. I'll, I'll rock it. <laughs> I wanna, now it makes sense because um, in the um, in the, the mid-90s, right, I was in high school, and that's when, like, sneakers really, really started to explode, right? Um, Jordans and the phone posits, and we're talking like the first sneaker to you know come out for two hundred dollars was you know the, the penny. The phone was insane, yeah. and it was in in that in that era, it was a fight to not look like anybody else. I remember having a. I was just tell you this story about I had a fight. The Patrick Ewings came out. Uh, the Ewings, the third with the, the thirty three in the back. Thirty three with, with the basketball. Up. I still got those. Yeah, so it was only me. It was only me from my building. A guy named um, Doug. From the next building, we was in Soundview, and my man Ali had them. Nobody else in the hood had these sneakers, and Ali was tall. I was always a little guy, and when he seen me with the sneakers, he's like, "Nah, you're not, you're not having the same sneakers as me." Like it was like like that, and I'm like, Wait, the "Fuck out of it!" And we literally had a fight because I, no, it was it was crazy. Like we were fight me for because we got on the same sneakers. At least let me take them off so we don't scuff them up. I couldn't get 15 pairs. I got a whole these. These just might last me the whole year. But it was literally a fight because we had the same sneakers. At that point, we knew it was serious. So what we would do is we used to save our clothes, uh, save our money and take trips to the outlet. That's when the outlet trips were huge, right? Yeah. Not Woodbury. We would go out of state um, to Pennsylvania and or to, to Redding, Pennsylvania or to Red Hook and Long Island. Because now we would save all our money. Oh, yeah, that's when Old Navy first came out. Um, Not Old Navy. The Gap was big. Yeah, Old Navy had just came out. And we would go and spend all our money on Woolridge and all these different clothes from all these different areas, not understanding that fashion is made um, demographically. We right. just so we didn't understand that. Okay, the polo shirt in New York is not the polo shirt in Cali. They make different. Right. Colors. We didn't different understand colors, different right. materials. We understood that we saved our money when these big. Um, uh, trips came up for $50 for the bus, we could go to the outlet and just clean them out. So we would right. save $400 and go to the outlet and clean them out and come back and have nothing. Nobody would have nothing that, that we had, like rugby, exactly. you know, like that. Yeah, that's what no, yeah. Can I just say two yeah. points? You, you sound old as fuck. And you said, oh, Navy. <laughs> he said that, I, old Navy had just Navy. came out, bro. The old, the old, old, Navy. Navy. old Navy had just came out. That shit was that's young Navy. Old Navy, Navy. Navy. we were taking those trips, I want to say, and you could check it, but I want to say 95, 96. Because oh, Gap was already yeah, out. Remember, about right. right, because remember, yeah, Old Navy's is the Gap. It's the Gap. Yeah, the absolutely. Gap. They own now, yeah. Right. So Gap was already big, and then they dropped Old Navy. Banana Republic was out, but Old Navy had came out as this like mix between Banana Republic and Gap. It was right. more edgy. It was more like street urban, like that. And every yo, at the outlet, you bugging. But, 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 number, three, number, three, 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 but number two, though, that, that was number one. You said, oh, but number two, you said you fought. Did you get your ass whooped? Who won with the, the UNs? <laughs> if we're listen. gonna do this for content, we're gonna do this for content. What are you doing? Tell me what it is. Front. Listen, he was I was smaller than him. He caught me with the sucker punch to the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> he caught me to this with the sucker punch to the stomach. 
I killed Nova. I was like, this shit ain't over. I went to Kogan and got my uncle. My uncle came. I was like, nigga, if you ever touch my nephew again, it's problems. And he was like, all right, we good. <laughs> I went and got back. I went and got back up. I went and got back up. It was like 411. He was like, this big. He sucker punched me in the stomach. I couldn't breathe. I need help. He kept it real. He kept it real. help. Yo, wow. yeah, I need to help. When it got back up, I ain't gonna lie. My uncle always been a big fitness, big fitness guy. So he came and snatched him up. Like, yo, you know me, right? You like, you. If you ever touch my nephew again, it's over. It's just, right. So he was like, all right, we, we good from there. <laughs> Never had a fight with him. And then you had your sneakers, so you were good. You yeah, was good. Yeah, you was yeah. good. And, and since to get back to you, because once you open up the space, you more artists are getting involved, right? Like we asked all of our guests this. What was one moment, the mama made it moment for you, when you was like, yo, baby, a, a big artist came through, came to the shop, and you end up fitting them for clothing? What was one moment you was like, damn, this was the right decision? I mean, honestly, it was like the MTV moment um, when yeah. we first started. Um, after that, everything, and I'm, I'm really trying very hard to, um, to like appreciate milestones. You Absolutely. know, like, because, like, I do stuff, but I'm always, always, always looking to the next thing. You know, like, um, even, like, I mean, I feel like one success this year that um, that I feel really good about is um, we was, we celebrated our 25th um, anniversary block party in the yeah. Navy Yard. And oh, we was invited to that. Yes. <laughs> No, I think I think I don't know. Day, I no, we was invited to that, bro. They invited us to that after the catch these compliments. It was after catch these compliments, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was definitely yeah, after it was. that. It was. Yeah, it was after we got invited to that. We we dropped the ball. We dropped the ball. I'm sorry. He, he so, kept it real. Anyway, <laughs> we had um we had eight thousand RSVPs for that. Wow. And, yes, and like two thousand people showed up and. It was like, it was this really hot day. The weather was um like really shady. Like they were saying it was gonna be like, like these thunderstorms. And I know that we probably would have had even more people than that, but it just like felt so good. People were coming from Boston and um, Philly, um, DMV area. Some people came from LA, from um, Texas, you know, like people were coming from like other countries too to celebrate with us. And I, I feel like that like just made me so happy because I'm like, wow, you know, like y'all appreciate us. And, you know, y'all are coming here to celebrate this milestone with us. And it just felt really good. That's fire. First of all, that, we want to let them air horns go. 2,000 people oh, on an okay. event. For 25 years, let that horn drop. Let yeah, no, let's keep going, let's keep going. 25 black owned business, huh? Yeah. With with technically no formal business education, no no, no mentor, no, no appearance on Shark Tank, no celebrity, um, no backing. Yeah, no ce celebrity ambassador. Yeah, nothing. Buy it, queen. That's amazing. I, I just want to give you. I I just want to. I just I gotta give you. A Appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. We appreciate you because once again, and we, we say this every show, but we're going to keep saying it. There is somebody right now that's going to listen and watch and listen to your story that has ideas like this and say, yo, they did this for 25. I could do this. I promise you, you just inspired 
God knows how many people, whether they ever, if you ever meet them or they ever get a chance to tell you that you inspired them, just know that by you just telling that story 25 years in the culture of the up and down, the economics of the up and down, oh, yeah. 25 years, yeah. that is amazing. That's an testament, yeah. That's yeah. a testament. That's a fact, yeah. Queen. Like. And, and, I, and let me just say this, right? And you're a staple in your community, like the Dapper Dan from Harlem. You are a staple in Brooklyn. You mean yeah. something to Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. that, nah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Thank that's you. Actually, Thank actually, you. These compliments. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Hottie. Shout out to Chastity. Shout out to Big Hottie. Shout out to <laughs> So, yes, uh, yeah. Shout out to Chastity and Bigotti. Yeah, they're they're great. I love them. Yeah, so let me ask you a question cool. now. So now, okay, so now we have the studio space. We're selling clothes, right? So now we, we're talking about the next big thing, the next big thing. Okay, so we went from selling clothes online, we went from opening a brick and mortar shop, and now you have clothes on display and you're and you're doing both, right? It's a hybrid because I'm pretty sure you're still getting orders online now because it's easier now. Um, so now you said celebrate accomplishments. What's the next step? for hip hop closet? So we definitely want to open in other markets. So we want to bring, mm. um, so the space that you were in is actually a different business. Um, it's called Sweet 607. And so Sweet 607 is where you experience hiphopcloset.com. Mm. And um, that's where we have events like um, Catch These Compliments and we have book discussions and book signings and experiential shopping. So you come in and you get an education, you get entertained, and then you see a dope jacket. <laughs> you know, like we've shot music videos in the space and sold coats at the music video. You know, like people I, that come into like participate in a music video and they buy a coat, you know? So um, I got the idea from one time, me and my family, we drove down to Bush Gardens and I'm like, I, I love a rabbit hole. You know, I love Google and I love a rabbit hole. So we're driving back, you know, from Bush Gardens and I'm, you know, like, what's the history of Bush Gardens? Who owns Bush Gardens? Who started it? You know, so I'm starting to Google and I pull down this rabbit hole and I realized that Bush Gardens was a marketing tool for Anheuser-Busch. Like mm. the beer, yeah, beer. they started mm. Bush Gardens as a place where people can come and experience the beer. Wow. So that now when they go home and they feel like they want to have a good time, they associate this beer with a good time. And mm. that's so I was like, oh, that's really smart. Like, I need a space where people can come and experience hip hop closet. And now, you know, similar to like a um, you go to a concert and they have the merch. Yeah. You're only buying that T-shirt because you enjoyed the show. And now you want to feel like you're still connected to that show. Yeah. So in essence, that's kind of like what Sweet 607 is. And we want to expand that into other markets and um and bring that to other places. You have my curiosity. Now you have my attention. I'm going to let that go. You, you went from, since you went from fourth period straight to seventh, advanced, advanced <laughs> business. <laughs> the advanced business on the ass. I love it, man. I, I love that shit. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like, I love everything about it. My My biggest thing is, and I and I and this is what makes me angry is that your story. I feel like we like we just found you, right? Yeah. And we've been doing music for God knows. I don't want to say nothing because Hayes is gonna be like you showing your age. Shut up, Hayes. <laughs> we've been doing music a long time, and we just you know learned about you through a, a a mutual friend. I feel like your story has to get out there because it's such a dope story. It's it's wow. so influential. It ties to the community. 
You know what I mean? Like, and th this is, see, this is the problem that I have though. Like we, when it's, when it's negative shit, it's all over the place, right? We, we yeah. put it out there, we're sharing it. It's all, all the negative shit. But when we got a positive thing, like a company that started family owned 25 years, still together, still operating, staple in the community. Where's the promotion in that? Where's the support? It's, it's, called, it's called more than a title because that's what we do. We yeah. build it for our people. That's what we're doing. We we're gonna bring it to we're gonna bring it to our people for our have people. To. That's yeah, what it is. To. That's what this is about, sis. Yeah. And, and, and if you allow us, sis, we would love to bring. I would love to bring some of the top black creators from LinkedIn, some of the top business black people to your shop and do something with you. I'm gonna put it out there online. Absolutely. I'm telling you right now, we'll bring them. I'll bring CEO. We'll bring them in, and we'll have something. I want to see black faces. I would black love faces. That. Yeah, we were talking about putting together an event, and one thing that me and Jared was talking about, we just don't want to go to any place. That, no. I'm be honest with you. Like, Very picky. We had to find a place that was real, that people could feel connected. We don't want a thousand people. We wanted it to be very intimate, like yeah. your spot is. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, if we could possibly, you know, do a, a yeah, collab, that. that would be amazing. Yeah, because there's a lot of people that want to get together and put on an event like this. Uh, we just was looking for a space to do it. So that I think that would be amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love collaborations like that where, you know, I I, I love to collaborate with people on notes. Yeah. No, so y'all heard it first on more than the title. We come in the hip hop closet. We're going to film. We're bringing the camera crew. We got the production team. Shout out to Real Black. We're going to get it popping. Yes. Well, then Chad's been showing his age the whole episode. Yes, I need, <laughs> you have no loyalty. <laughs> No loyalty on his show. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the grades are bad enough, man. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of seasoning. I do want to ask you because um, we. I'm gonna tell you, I I had gotten an older model um probably like two or three years ago, and they was like, "Ooh, who is Grandpa Bay? Who is Zaddy?" Like it was like, yeah. Hoppin, y'all are hot right on now. Your you know, grandpa, grandpa, babe. 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 Grandpa, but you know what I wanted to say though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's done. He's done. <laughs> Somebody mute him. But sis, no, because he didn't get this question quick enough. Well, I'm gonna ask you because for the people that's watching, <laughs> for the people that's watching that that inspired to do something similar to you, like yeah. now, right, in fashion, like what was the biggest obstacle that you overcame starting the business? Like, what is one lesson that you want to leave people with that want to be in this industry, sis? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, first, first and foremost, like I think what um, the biggest obstacle is just really starting, you know, like I see so many people sitting on ideas and they just don't start. Like, you know, once you start and you push that snowball down the hill, it's going to go. And you just, you know, like every single day, just commit 15 minutes to doing something, even if it's just looking up, you know, something. Um, Cause once you sit down and you get started, you'll find that you'll get, you know, consumed in it. Um, so just start, but also when you're looking for a business to start or something to do, make sure it is a passion of yours. Make sure it's something that you would do whether you were getting paid for it or not. Because I guarantee you, there are going to be days when you don't get paid for it. <laughs> and you're yes. gonna wanna quit. And 
if you can't make it through that, if it's not, if it's not something that you're passionate about and that you fully and completely believe in, don't waste your time. Don't do it. That's real. It's real, yeah. I I heard no lies. That's real talk. It's so many gems and everything that you said. And mm-hmm. um, what you also didn't even really touch on is the fact that you touched on it lightly, but you got two daughters. So guess what? Now, being a second generation entrepreneur, your family started to what? Create generational wealth. You're an entrepreneur. Your daughters like to read a lot. They already see that you, mommy, and grandma and grandpa entrepreneurs, 99% of the time, what do you think they're going to end up doing, right? Something either with the family business or or go out on their own and say, you know, we can own something. But we're going to touch on this because we always touch on this. What is your college degree in? Civil engineering. And what do you do for a job? <laughs> <laughs> we talk about this. Every, no, we talk about this almost every episode because back in the day, the the emphasis was always stressed on college degree, college degree, college degree. Right. So you go to school, you get this education, you come out in eighty, ninety thousand dollars in debt, and then you don't even get a job in which you've got your education in. Right. Yeah. the The beautiful thing about engineering right. is that it. It really just teaches you how to develop things, how to, you know, problem solve, how to um, Mm -hmm. come up with processes. It's really just a a way of thinking Mm -hmm. that can be translated into any industry. So um, when people say how, you know, think of it as like being something that's totally different, it's really not. Um, You know, I'm just engineering something different. You know, I'm just coming up with solutions for something different. No, but the reason I said that, because you could have easily went to FIT, Fashion Institute of Technology or some type of um, uh, arts or or uh, arts or or business school. Business. (laughs) Right. You you have a computer engineering degree. You understand? Right. It's computer engineering. Right. Because I I went to engineering school. So, I mean, technically it's completely it is completely different Um, because my degree is civil engineering with an emphasis in wastewater management. So basically I would be designing how to get you drinkable water and how to remove your wastewater in a safe way you know, out of the city. Okay. Okay. I thought it was computers. Cause you said your, your early job was in computers. Cause my, my, de- my degree, I'm a year and a half short COVID slowed me down, but I'm, I'm going to have a civil engineering degree. I'm like two semesters short. Oh, what's your emphasis in civil? So I, I'm doing civil engineering with, um, with a, a side on, um, construction management. I go to, um, city tech in Brooklyn, right in Brooklyn. Oh, oh congratulations. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Only, only, only reason I don't have my degree right now is because, uh, COVID happened and kind of slowed me down. So I'm, I'm a junior. I think I'm short like two semesters. And then, oh, well, congratulations. Good. Yeah. yeah I, I'll have a civil engineering degree too. So yeah, trust yeah. me. I know, I know. I'm, I'm about to ask you, Chad, what are you doing? You on a podcast getting a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I said it, bro. I, He's I trying. It all the time because um, it's very important to just understand this is a new day and age, right? She gave you the gym. Find something you love, right? Find something you love. And then Work towards that. It doesn't mean you have to go to school. Get an internship. I love internships. On the job training to me is so much better than college education. Oh, absolutely. Learn firsthand, right? But swallow your pride. Everybody has to start on the bottom. Nobody wants to start on the bottom, right? Start on the bottom. You might have to get somebody coffee. You know what I mean? You might have to be an intern and, and run errands. It is what it is. So you learn the business. And then when you get the opportunity to showcase what you can do, then you shine. But yeah, especially if you're like starting a business, like you really have to know 
every aspect of your business, um, you know, to grow it, you know, um, one thing that I learned when I started working as an engineer um, with, I was working as an engineer and we were designing the, the infrastructure for the internet. So we're still in the same manholes as water and everything. I'm just moving telephone cable around the city. I'm just designing networks and stuff like that, digging up streets, you know, all of that stuff. But before we even got on the job, we had to sit with each individual department and talk to them about how they did their job because that was the only way that we were going to effectively do our job you know like you can't expect to run a company if you don't know how these people are supposed to do their job you know like you you don't you're not going to understand how long it's going to take them to do it what tools they need to do it you know it's similar to like um what's that show um undercover um boss yeah that's the show where they send them out and they learn so much about how to efficiently more efficiently run your business you know because now you understand like we're wasting a whole bunch of money over here because i think this is a good idea but when you see it out in the field it's not you know so i feel like people that don't want to dig into every single aspect of the business maybe that's not the business for you you know like you can't open mm. a bakery if mm. you don't know which is the best flour to use for a croissant as opposed to a pound cake. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. you, you have to really know, like don't just open up something that's like you just because you see somebody else making money doing it. Yes. That's that's a problem that so she, we keep it, we keeping them overtime. We keeping them in attention right now. Good way. Killing them right now. <laughs> I'm, missing the sun, I'm missing the sunset. on top of gem, yo. Jared is a testament to that because um you know he's he's told the story a bunch of times on the show also that he's been he podcasted for two years before I came on. Be clear, Absolutely. this is his platform. It's our platform now, our but platform. it's it's his platform that he created. Um, and he had it for two years, but when it came time to my, you know turn it into a business, he came to me because I he knows Absolutely. that I run businesses and he's like, Cuzzo, I know how to do the podcast, but I don't do the business. Yeah, business. Let's get together and you know and form Voltron. So he he's a testament to exactly that. He he knew what he knew, but he knew what he didn't know, and he and right. he had the resources to make it happen. So that's, like, that's so important too. Like um, just like finding your tribe and finding other people that you could do this with. Like too too many times, like we get caught up in this whole I did it by myself, or I'm like, no no leave that. Like that's not you not. We'll go so much farther together as a unit and and everybody you know pitching in doing whatever it is they like learn how to work together people are very afraid to work with people um like you know me and my brother work together like and people are always like is that hard is that yes it is hard <laughs> we do um you know have disagreements yeah. but at the end of the day we have a common goal and so we we come back to that you know like we always come back to that common goal um right now i'm able to be here because my nephew works for us now so i'm training him to take over and, and work the business my wow. youngest daughter she's been um um, making clothes so she's in school for fashion design now she's yeah, been on the runway with me i don't know if you guys have seen like some runway show she's always putting clothes like she's showing clothes during fashion week you know it's like it's not perfect her stuff is by far not perfect because she's starting out but i'll be damn i'm putting it on the runway and y'all gonna yeah. see this, but, like yeah, this man. is my daughter you know so that 
she has that experience and and you know grows so love that yeah. i'm getting in the comments they didn't like you preaching sis no. <laughs> they like you preaching right now. Thing about this story uh, is it's such a it's just such a warm heartfelt story and we need these stories man because our community does not hear enough of these. We only hear about the bullshit and the tragedy. Crab in a barrel mentality. Crab in a barrel mentality. We don't hear yeah. enough about, no, guess what? We are black and we are family and we can work together, right? That's one of the biggest differences, right? We can't work with family. It never works with family. It's not a business with family, right? That's one of the biggest things they say, right? And you can say, no, we, we made it happen and we made it work. And guess what? We're employing more family. And right, exactly. Right? Yeah. Because when you look at it, I ain't getting on my soapbox, but when you look at it, you know, a lot of these <clears throat> name brands that you're buying, it doesn't matter what, it's somebody's last name and it's not our last name. And um, those companies that have been founded for 100 years, 200 years, uh, the same guy that founded it ain't running it. It's in the family. So right. do yeah, the third, fourth generation. <laughs> yeah. This is right. great, great right. grandson. And, right. You know, yeah. right. So, you know, but listen, I... I I'm I'm done. I'm, yeah, I'm I, I I just want to ask you one last question, yeah. sis. Like, what yeah. what is the mountain? Because we ask everybody, what is the mountaintop look like for you yeah. right now? Because you've accomplished so much, right? You generational wealth. You're bringing the family on to take on the business. That the third generation is about to go and, and run with it. What does the mountaintop look like for you, Kai? Um, like pretty much like what what I'm doing now, like being able to promote the business, tell my stories, share my experiences with um people that are um wanting to start while I watch the sunset in Costa Rica and my my the next generation runs the business and and puts that new energy into it you know because i mean i am getting older there's new things there's new um you know there's a lot of stuff that a younger mind will see an experience that they can infuse into the business that I can't as an, you know, as a seasoned <laughs> person in the, in the business. So pretty much that just on a bigger level with more, you know, um, more customers and more clients and just bigger. Yeah. The evolution of hip hop closet. Every brand has to evolve. Every brand right. as times change so much your brand. Right. And evolve. that's what bringing in new energy is all about. Because a lot of the time, like you get stuck in in your ways, and it's and it's kind of hard to see things from a new perspective. So you know that's why you have to bring that young energy in and let them have you know come to you with ideas. I, I take on interns all the time, and when they come in, I'm like, mm. listen, you're here to tell me what you know, like what you want to do. What you know, I. I have a job for everything you know and i don't they don't do any type of um grunt work or they're like what you want to do okay well here you doing it right now <laughs> so, let's, so let's so let's do it right now let's do it right now more than a title exclusive hip-hop closet she is going to give you a way to get in contact with her. Anybody looking to be an intern, we giving it to you right now. See, this is the show for the people, right? We're giving it back to the people. She's going we, she's gonna to give you the information on how to find her, how to contact her. Do your due diligence. Don't waste, do, I'm going to say it right now. Do not waste her time, right? Facts. Give you an opportunity and respect her time and respect the fact that she's given the opportunity freely without being forced. Come correct, right? And she will see about giving somebody an opportunity to be an intern. Everybody's not going to get it. But guess what? If we can get one or two people in, that's one or two people that Absolutely. didn't have the opportunity before. Fact. Yes. Yes. So my email is ky.kelly at hiphopcloset.com. You could also DM me 
We're Hip Hop Closet on all social media platforms. Um, you, we you can put the information up for her, right, Jack? Yeah, yeah, we're going to have it right on the book on that. Yeah, we're going to put it right in the title for you. I am Kaisha Kelly on LinkedIn. So, yeah, just um, hit me up. Yeah, that, that's fire. That's fire. First of all, you know, we can't leave without giving you your flowers, Queen. So, so we just want to let you know, like, I'm inspired. I appreciate this. Thank no, of, you. No, of course. No, this is what this platform is built for. These type of stories. You know, that's why we wanted to create this because it's we don't we have to be the controllers of our narrative. And I love to hear narratives from our people and how you came, how you overcame, how you became successful. And now for me, like, I'm just I'm just proud. I want you to know you've got brothers now. We're going to send you some merch. Anything that we can do, we know. We know musicians. We know influencers. We know DJs. We know C. Whatever it is, that now we, we got. Can help we have you. to sit down with you and definitely and really that. build. Like, like seriously, sis. seriously. Yeah. This, this is that the event that you want to do. I would love to host that in Sweet Six Hundred Seven. So, and I just, I just want to tell great. you, like, even you know, when we came to your event, you didn't just have an event. It was so intimate. And it was such great energy that we met so many people at your event. I'm just telling you right now, like if it wasn't for your event, uh, we wouldn't have a lot of the relationships that we actually have right now. We developed a lot of relationships from coming to your event. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the energy was just so like magnetic and it was so pure, it was so clean. So, you know, we're yeah. definitely, we're definitely going to. We, 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 we had, I will, we'll shout it out. We had two. Um, Champ from My Expert Opinion came on. Shout out to my brother Champ. And then we also had uh, the uh, boxer, former WBO champion, Peter, Peter Quillen, came on last week. Nice. And he, he was the keynote for, for that one. But it was just that nice. intimate conversation. We were yeah. just in there like, yo, these stories are real. Yeah. And yeah. we connected and we at inspired. your event. So had you not right. opened your doors, right? Had you not opened your doors for an event like that, we would not have been able to make those connections. We want to help you continue to do that. We want to help you open your doors again uh, and, and do this event for the community so that we can help make other help let other people make connections and let's let's move let's the train move forward. Let's move let's the train forward. Forward, John. Let's get it popping. Yes, yes, yes. Thank, Thank you so, you so much. much. <laughs> I'm gonna go check. I'm gonna go, yeah, yeah, son, go get that son. Son. Let me show y'all. Let me show y'all. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you it's all it's all inclusive, or you gotta are you um, all um no, it's not all inclusive. Are you in Guanacaste? Huh? Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm jealous. I love Guanacaste. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first time. So I got to go check out this sun. This is okay. the first time yeah. that it, um, it hasn't been raining and it looks like there's not a lot of clouds. So. Thank you. And thanks for everybody on the check in, y'all. We're going to another great episode of More the Title. Kyle, we're going to see you, sis. All right. See you. Thank you. All right. All right.